0: All right. Welcome everybody. Um, tonight's episode is featuring Payanon. Um, very, very lucky and thankful to have him on here with us tonight for y'all to be able to listen to and get this voice out. Um, Payanon is going to be, um, He's been part of the Sing for Freedom campaign. They do this 9 p.m. Eastern time every night. I'll let him discuss that with you as well. Um, and he's got some websites. He's got um, a lot of things going on. He is one of the j 6 er defendants. Um, and so, uh, Pianon, welcome to the show. Thank you for coming on with us. How are you?
1: I am out of bed and dressed Nikki. I appreciate you having us on and having me on. Uh it's truly a blessing and a, an honor and privilege. I've known you for quite some time, um even before January 6th. So, uh long time coming. I'm glad to be here.
0: Yes, it has been a long time coming and even just trying to get this one uh this interview to be able for us to get together to have this. Gosh, that was a long time coming as well. Uh Seem like God kept deciding to push it back for both of us, but I'm so glad to have you guys uh, have you here and be able to get your story out. Um, yeah, we've we've oh gosh, you were part of the the war on Twitter, which is not a literal. Like we're not shooting people, so just any feds or whatever that want to be listening in, you guys can suck it. We were, you know, doing meme ammo and and getting the truth out there. You're one of the original truthers and and getting um, the facts out there, which has been great. So I am definitely honored to have you on. So tell us a little bit about what you're doing.
1: Okay, well, um, just so your audience knows who I am, because you know I'm infamous. Uh, according to the government, but I'm not quite famous. So uh, my real name is Joe Thomas. I um, I grew up on the boards. And so for me to be out in the public is pretty strange for me, simply because, um, you know, the Chan boards, of 4chan, 8chan, everybody's anonymous, right? And so that's where Pi and On came from. Um, <coughs> during the days of, of Q and even before that, I mean, I've been on the boards since the, the early 2000s. Um, you know, it was always about digging for truth and and just trying to figure out what's actually going on around us, because we all knew that we were being lied to. Um, I served in the military, United States Navy, 2000 to roughly 2004, and um, did a tour in Afghanistan and I did a deployment in Iraq. And, um, you know, I'm, I'm a married man with four kids just trying to live the dream, you know, be able to put food on the table, keep the lights on and, and provide a better life to what my kids had that I had growing up. And I kept my personal life and my political opinions completely separate up until uh, the Take the Oath campaign went going around Twitter. You know, I stayed completely anonymous back then. That's where Pi On came from. I was kind of pushing out truth on Twitter and and chasing down bad guys and reporting them and then, uh, you know, posting memes, posting truths, having a few kecks, a few laughs here and there. And uh, that's how you and I actually first – Became friends. And, um, you know, it's just like you said, it's a war, but it's a war for information, for ideologies, the war for the hearts and the minds of the people because they're being lied to. And, you know, we can show verifiable proof. Um, Sometimes we like to do it in a meme because it makes people laugh and it can stick with them a little bit longer. Plus, nobody wants to read a 450 page government document to find that one line where it proves corruption on their side, et cetera, et cetera. So we, you know, compile it up pretty nice and easy for them. Um, however, we have, I have proof of the uh, election and potential fraud and, and a potential stealing of the election of 2020. And so we are pushing that out there pretty heavily. And, um, you know, whenever Trump put out his infamous tweet of, come down to DC, uh, it'll be wild, uh, me and some friends online decided we were, wanted to go. I happen to be working in the area because I, I travel all over the country for my former job. And, uh, so I, I was involved in helping to organize a caravan to get Patriots to DC that wanted to go. And, uh, you know, we called it the midnight ride. And so we had uh, organized four major routes across the U S where y'all can meet up together and, uh, drive into DC together. And folks came from as far as California and Oregon. And I mean, you name it all over the country. And we met up at these, the different spots across the country. We had, uh, law enforcement actually was, um, we spoke with, them in several of the different areas to have uh, police escorts and police protection while we would stop to gather more people. Because, you know, back then we were worried about Antifa or BLM or other organizations coming and causing trouble, causing violence. Um, You know, there were reports of Antifa stabbing a a person at a Trump rally and things of that sort was happening after the summer of love, I mean, excuse me, summer of violence, really, where they burnt down our nation for months on end. And so, you know, we kind of just, got patriots together to come down and show love of country and to unify there in D.C. as a show of numbers to give our representatives a voice, which, as we all know, according to history now, where their voice was silenced, despite how many of us showed up. And, you know, I can tell you in D.C. on the 6th, there was anywhere from between a million and a half to two million people that showed up to to give respect to the red, white, and blue to show support for this uh, sitting president, Donald J. Trump, and to voice their opinion about the uh, potential fraud in the election. We wanted our representatives to investigate before giving it a rubber stamp of approval. And then really the rest is history. It, uh, <clears throat> I went to the Capitol, not for Trump. I went to the Capitol because I swore an oath to the constitution whenever I was in the military. And, um, uh, I reaffirmed that oath online with showing my face for the first time on Twitter during the Take the Oath campaign. And so I went there to to use my voice to peacefully assemble and to redress my grievances to the government. And I ended up witnessing police brutality. I witnessed uh, what I consider just abject tyranny um, on the people, unarmed Americans being harmed by the Capitol Police, Metro Police, et cetera. <clears throat> and then I also saw I also saw people in the crowd that were trying to instigate violence and trying to talk the crowd into doing things that they shouldn't. Um, You know, I actually helped take weapons away from people that were um, in the crowd. There's one guy that was trying to talk them into using pipes against Capitol police. And I can run it over and say, no, 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 put that stuff back. And, you know, took them away and kept saying no violence, no violence the whole time I was there. We want freedom. We want peace. Like I repeated it so much that day that, when I go back and watch the videos now, it actually kind of annoys me of how much I said it. But that was my mantra for the entire time I was there, was we want freedom, we want peace, we want liberty, no violence, this isn't why we're here. And, uh, you know, we were set up basically, in my opinion, on both sides. The Capitol Police were also set up by their, their leadership and whatever. They weren't given the proper manpower or the proper equipment to handle that size of a crowd. And then the agitators that were in the crowd were trying to instigate malfeasance and um you know majority of the violence that people see on tv the same seven or eight videos played over and over and over again on repeat 24 7 um that actually all happened before trump's speech even ended and i didn't show up to the capitol uh, grounds until like 3 three thirty, somewhere around there in the afternoon um an hour and a half after the uh capitol building had been evacuated but that didn't stop them from arresting me and doing all the other stuff, which I'll get to in a minute. But I did not go into the building. I did not attack anybody. I did not steal anything. I did not destroy anything. I was there. I used my voice. I stood up for the defenseless. I helped protect the wounded, provide aid. And, you know, I redressed my grievances. I, I videotaped everything. I publicized all my videos. Once I came back home after the sixth, um, it's very unfortunate that the things that I saw that day, And, uh, you know, if anybody broke the law, I believe that they deserve true, fair and blind justice. Uh, But the problem is, is BLM burnt down our nation for seven months on end or eight months, however long the summer of violence was. And they get off with fines and politicians are screaming for them to be released. And uh, the judges will drop their cases saying, well, Mr. So-and-so was just letting off steam, you know. But mind you, they were throwing Molotov cocktails and shooting people in the streets. But yet grandma goes to the Capitol goes in the building for 13 seconds, takes a selfie and leaves. And now she's on a domestic terrorist watch list on the no-fly list and looking at four or five years in prison. You know, there's a complete um, tipping of the scales of justice right now. It's all one-sided. And there's such a bias within the judiciary that it's going to be extremely hard for us to overcome. And that's why I'm extremely grateful for patriots like yourself helping to bring this information forward because the people don't know what's out there. They don't know the truth because the mainstream, mainstream propaganda media, the talking heads on TV are spoon-feeding them a very false narrative, a very one-sided and and edited and spliced narrative. They show just the same few things that happened, but with 1.5 or 2 million people there, the amount of crime or violence is absolutely negligible. Any other city on any given day, they would have you know, crime through the roof with that many people in the population spread over the entire city. We had that many people culminated within like four block period or a four block area. And yet it was the cleanest that city's ever been. The violence was was almost non-existent other than maybe a little pushing and shoving. And, uh, you know, some of the stuff that you see, like I said, on that is is all during Trump's speech. So the majority of folks that are now being arrested and now being politically persecuted – didn't even show up to long after everything else that we're, that you are all being fed. And, uh, fast forward a little bit, after I left the Capitol, I was arrested by an FBI counterterrorism SWAT team in May of 2021. And, um, you know, I'm just a regular American. I served in the military, I had a wife and children. I went to college, got a degree. I'm not the brightest crayon in the box, but I think I'm a pretty color. And I, uh, just wanted to live a normal life. I'm an independent minister back home because I'm I'm very strong in my faith. I try to exude that out to my children and to those around me, but I make sure my faith is realistic, right? So if I smash my thumb with a hammer, my kids are going to learn a new language. I don't play the holier than thou game. I'm just a real person, but my faith is a way of life. It's not just something I read in a book and I go to church on Sundays and make me feel better. Like it's, it's how I, how I make my walk. And that's important To explain, because the situation that we're in here in America, I see as our Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego moment. And if anybody knows scripture, that's where three men who refused to bow to an evil king were thrown into a furnace to burn to death. And when the king looked into the furnace to watch those three men burn, he saw a fourth man standing in the fire with them. And that is, we understand, to be God or or to be Christ. And then they walked out of the fire unharmed unsinged unscathed that did not even smell like the smoke and that drove the evil king crazy he ran off into the woods and eventually became a believer himself and that is i believe where we're at in this nation we cannot bow to tyranny we cannot bow to nebuchadnezzar the evil king right we can't bow to brandon our country is much greater than a single administration it is time for us to just stand and say no We don't have to go out on the streets. Believe me, folks, the last protest I went to did not work out too well for me. The battlefield is not on the streets. It's in the courtroom. It's in the legislature. It is in your local community where you can go and speak to in your town halls and your city meetings and the school boards. It is you, the people. To be we, the people, need to be the people, right? We need to be the America that we want to pass down to the next generation because they're trying to take it from us. But... To ask what I've been doing, um, I'll get in a little more detail later on, but I have a call to action to get America involved, to bring awareness to what is actually going on within January 6th, to put the footage that people may have out there into the public, to spread around the information that you find to talk to your neighbors, to get out from behind the keyboard and off of Twitter and Facebook and go talk to the, the barber at your local barber shop or talk to somebody while you're out at dinner with some friends. And you don't have to sound like a tinfoil hat wearing conspiracy theorist, crazy person. I mean, simply just a person can say, you know, something doesn't seem right here. Point out the inconsistencies of the lies that you're being told. Show the video that you just saw on Facebook to somebody else and be like, hey, check this out. The news is saying that you know these people are just horrible, violent terrorists. And yet, you know, you got somebody that was literally trying to prevent the murder of Roseanne Boyland is now facing several years in prison for assault on a police officer when literally all this person did was put their body between The police officer and the woman she was beating to death and said please stop you're killing her and i'm speaking about um some of the guys that are in the dc ctf the dc gulag as we call it because of how horrible their conditions that are being held in they've been there for two years with no trial think about that sitting in prison for two years with no trial no conviction being beaten and maced and tortured solitary confinement for a year at a time like Completely ridiculous and illegal conditions, things that we haven't heard about since the POWs, the Vietnam War, but it's happening here at home, right down the road from the White House and then in the halls of Congress. Um, citizens, no trial. Due process is gone, innocent until proven guilty is gone, and it's happening. And I say this, I know I'm repeating myself, but I say this a lot because the biggest excuse I hear from folks saying, oh, that can't happen, this is America. It's happening right now, under our noses. And until we, the people, stand up and say something about it, it's going to continue. It's going to escalate. January 6th is the tip of the iceberg. They came for us first. Next, they're going to be coming for you or whoever else decides to disagree with whatever tyrannical crap they're try to push down your throat next.
0: Oh, yeah, you're definitely right there. Um, and it made me, you know, when Marjorie Taylor Greene come down there, you know that they cleaned up some of the gulag and tried to make it appear much better than it was but it's i've heard and seen i know telegram's got um a j6 prisoners uh they do prayers on there and that's wonderful and so i've been able to hear some of those and been on the um Like the Twitter spaces, I think they just had one last week um, with Enrique and a few others on there um, calling from the jail. You know, he can't even get a phone call that, you know, is quiet. And finally, I saw where there was a former FBI agent, Stephen, I think is, I don't know how to pronounce his last name if it's a different way, but it, it reads friend you know and it's kind of ironic friend right you know sometimes you see these names in the headlines and you're just like really is that a real name come on but uh this guy is talking about you know the weaponization of the doj doj my apologies and the fbi and how how much it's really become you know against americans it's to hide or, you know, blackmail other politicians to getting their way. And so it's like this, it's worse than a mafia, you know, guy, you know, it's really become this agency of abuse, power, and torture of average American citizens, yourself included. And so to see what's going on, And I think now some of it's starting to make headlines, you know, like you were saying earlier about how most people were still down at the at President Trump's speech when a lot of that was going on. Um, It's been out. I think Epic Times did an article this week. probably Monday or Tuesday, about how an FBI supervisor was arrested who was actually there. There were many undercover agents that were there. I recall hearing about... Um, oh, goodness. What's his name? It starts with an R. I cannot think of his name right this second. Um, he was one of the big guys that were... Um, Telling people to go and fight at the Capitol the day before, Ray what? Ray Epps. Ray Epps. That's him. Thank you. Yes, Ray Epps. See, sometimes stuff forgets. It leaves leaves my mind. But Ray Epps, you know, the night before, there's multiple video of him, uh, you know, telling people to go down and protest at the Capitol and everything that was witnessed. Because I I win as a journalist and recorded and documented just like many I mean there were millions of people there and they didn't you know what we were seeing on the 5th even in the rain people out there praying you know it was a a very prayerful God-led event even on the 5th and even before it started raining you know it wasn't what the media is showing. And I think a lot of it is what they've manipulated to to try to tell their own narrative. Just like when Tucker went against the narrative and showed the actual footage of the Q Shaman um, being escorted by police through there. Like he was given a tour of the Capitol. He, he wasn't bashing anything. He was actually recording. And from what most people were seeing, you know, it was most people, like you were talking about the grandmother, you know, they were just going in and was like, this is the people's house. People used to gather there every Sunday to go to church, you know, that's where they worshiped. And then all of a sudden the people got locked out of the people's house. We still pay for it, but you can't go. And, and, you know, so he was able, because Tucker came out with that, he was actually able to finally get, You know, I think they released him into a halfway house or something like that for a little bit. And I think maybe now he's actually out um, with an ankle monitor or something. But these people should be given due process, you know, and be able to have their their rights heard. Regardless, you know, you're supposed to be innocent until proven guilty. But they're already serving a sentence for something they haven't even been on trial for. And not only that, the ones that are going to go on trial in D.C., I feel very bad for those people because they're not going to get a fair hearing. You know, the only way to get a fair hearing is going to be on a neutral, neutral grounds. That's why I'm glad that some places, some states, the people that have been um, locked up or been investigated or whatever, they've actually been able to go to court in their state and not have to go to D.C., you know, and so it's like at least that part of it is good.
1: Well, unfortunately, you know, they might get a, uh, a bond hearing locally, but when it comes to their actual trial, um, every change of venue has been denied. And every person that takes it to trial has to go to trial in D.C., uh, myself included. My trial is actually May 15th, um, so it's coming up very quickly and, um, you know, in less than a, a week and a half. And I put in a change of venue and it was denied. And, uh, you know, it's going to be in D.C. No matter what anybody tries, they do not let these trials out of D.C. But unfortunately. um, Unfortunately, for those that are are being persecuted, um, they're mostly are being pushed into plea deals because the overbearing power of the federal government comes down on these people just like a military boot on their neck and does not let up until they finally just buckle and give. And they say, okay, make it stop. I'll accept a plea deal. I will plead guilty to something and just make it, make it quit. Because I mean, some people did some very minor things and they're facing decades in prison. You know, I, I got 12 charges I'm facing over 30 years. And like I said, I didn't go in the building. I didn't hurt anybody. I was there. I used my voice and, you know, it was trying to be part of the solution, not part of the problem. But yet, I'm basically looking at a life sentence because I'm already 40 years old. I and mean, am 30 years in federal prison. I am I might as well be the rest of my life. So, yeah, it is so, uh, very unfortunate.
0: So they're not allowing anybody to have any any change of venue. See, I was thinking that some of them were able – so the initial, like, bond hearing that they may have gotten, that was in their hometown, but they still have to go to court and trial. And that's the – that's not neutral, neutral territory. For one, you've got the weaponization of the government right there, you know? So how are people supposed to be able to get a fair trial when it was, you know, they're the ones that are going to be having you on, you know, you're going to be in front of are the ones that planned and plotted this.
1: Yeah, that's, that's by design. In my opinion, Um, they don't want to let it out of DC because DC is primarily Democrat D.C. is primarily federal employees or those related to friends with federal employees, Capitol Police, et cetera. And so they know that they can skew the scales by putting it in D.C. and not letting anybody out. You know, like in my instance, I was arrested in Alabama. I'm not from Alabama. I'm I'm a West Virginia boy through and through, born and raised. Um, But I was down in Alabama working and they hit me with the FBI counterterrorism SWAT team in alabama as i was, I was um, on my way to work i mean flashbang grenades tactical gear fully automatic weapons in my face screaming fbi get down on the ground they they surveilled me a, a while before uh, my arrest and so i kind of sensed something was happening um, really couldn't put my finger on what or when but I, I knew something was coming and uh you know i had my bond hearing in alabama and by the grace of god i was awarded bond so for the last two years i've been out here screaming from the rooftops i made everything public i put it all out there in the forefront because the public the american people have the right to see the information and it's being hidden by the media and by the government you know um, speaker mccarthy said i'm gonna release all the hours of uh, video footage to the public and then he just gave it to tucker which not 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 saying anything bad about tucker Um, i like him he's one of the last few actual reporters in my opinion that we have but even he had to uh toe the line and up until Fox let him go. So I'm, I'm interested to see what happens um, now that Tucker's no longer with Fox but we the people have the right to this information if Tucker has the right to it then we all should be able to have it as well and so you know whenever I was awarded Bond I was able to come home and I've been screaming from the rooftops and trying to bring awareness to everybody else to what is actually going on fighting for other people as well as fighting for my own case all at the same time And, uh, you know, it's important that we all can get that out there.
0: Yeah, now, Tucker, um, yeah, I agree with you. That information should have been released because there's over 44,000 hours of footage that should be released to the general public, especially after, you know, they've had the hearing, which means the taxpayers' dollars went to pay for that as well. So it should be able to at least be foia But anytime you try to FOIA any of that, there's kickbacks, like major kick. I mean, you can't get anywhere with them. They wait and let it time out on your request, and, and, and then they act completely stupid. So that should be public. That should be on the FBI's website. Just as much as everything else is, you know, they should put it up there. But again, you know, that, that agency look at how j edbert uh j edgar hoover got in to start the fbi you know he did it with blackmail so of course it's the agency of blackmail you know
1: yeah and um the thing that we the people need to realize is that these institutions were put in to to protect us and that we are supposed to be able to trust them but Unfortunately, they are abusing the privileges that we, the people gave them and they've weaponized it against America. And that is something that needs to be brought out and brought attention to investigated. Um, people need to look into what these institutions that we're supposed to trust are doing against our trust. And that is something that, uh, I'm hoping that our representatives can do some oversight on and can bring in some true investigation. Um,
0: yeah, because like that, Oh, go ahead. I'm sorry.
1: Uh one thing that, that a lot of folks looking into now, because of the mistreatment of the January Sixers that's been made public, um, is they're calling on the U.S. Marshals to investigate the prisons. You know, the left and the right have been screaming about prison reform and justice reform uh for a long time. And so this is something that both sides can unify on because it is a fault within the construct of our nation of how Prisoners are treated, especially those that are pre-trial, like many of them that are in the D.C. Gulag and other federal prisons across the country as well, and, you know, bring some oversight into them to make sure that they're being treated humanely. Um, the guys in D.C. actually filed a petition to get transferred to Guant- Guantanamo Bay. I mean, think about that. They wanted to get moved to Gitmo because they knew that they would be able to get better treatment, not spoiled food, um, proper medical services religious services to be treated with respect and dignity, especially because they were pre-trial. But all of this um, is being violated in the prison systems. And so this is something that we need to look at because especially it's right here at home, of course, their peti- petition to move to Guantanamo was denied. Um, and then they spruced up the prison so that when they came in to do oversight that it wasn't as bad, but even then they still condemned the prison and had to remove like 200 something prisoners because they lost their accreditation through the U.S. Marshal's office until they can get it cleaned up and uh, good enough that they could actually receive the funding back from the U.S. Marshals to keep the prisons running. But no J6ers removed. They removed all the rapists and murderers and things of that sort. But yet every January 6th defendant still had to sit in conditions where there was feces smeared all over the walls, uh, brown water coming out of the faucets, being denied medical religious services um they were denied visitation with their families for over two years up until january of this year they had no visitation with their families not even by video and they blamed covid for that you know you can't have a video visit because covid is a thing right That makes no sense to me but thankfully because of some of the oversight of congress the voice of the people out here pushing the representatives to do something they actually were able to get visitations with their families, and so that's one huge step in the right direction, but there's still a lot more work that needs to be done, and that's why we need folks to keep speaking out, keep spreading that info,
0: yeah, definitely. um, I found it interesting um with Enrique Terio, one of the leaders of the Proud Boys, you know they they charged him um just what yesterday, the day before. Um, when he went to court, and he wasn't even in, he wasn't there, like, at all, you know. And so, you're seeing, like you were saying, with the plea deals and things like that, I can, I, I've seen others that have had to take the plea deals because of, you know, just trying to be, be done with it, you know, just to to be able to not have these guys, constantly under them all the time and that's not fair you know that's more weaponization of the government and you know the only way to be able to help like you said you know to fix this is to to tell others about what's going on get the truth out there and then work on the reform of it. Get people, you know, especially with the, the FBI can really be taken down, you know, completely. To be honest, you know, it's not serving the purpose for the American people. It's against the American people. And I think that that would save, you know, we're in this trillion dollar deficit that we're looking at raising the debt ceiling, raising the the Fed rates and. And we're almost at default with many of our loans and everything like that. Let's take away the FBI. What are they doing good? You know, they're not doing any good. They're doing more harm. And use that money for something else towards the, you know, com- cleaning up the jails. And if they actually looked into see what was going on, you know, like with these people in there for that long, and they're innocent until proven guilty, right? So they should go ahead. They should be in there. Two years later, over two years later, they shouldn't be be in there. They should be able to be free and, you know, have their hearing, get their day in court, and and move on. Don't make these cases draw out two and three years. It's just like with, not only with the justice system, but like people that have applied for like disability and stuff like that. You know, the person pays into that, along with the company they work for, pay into that. Yeah, many people see it two, three, five years on something like that. And it's like, why does it take that long? You know, it's, it doesn't. It's because they want it to take that long. It's because they want people to give up. And that's what they're hoping with all these defendants. That's why they're taking the plea deals, is that they want them to give up. Not only, I mean, they're taking away their dignity in the jails, not giving them proper care. They're not getting medical care. They're not getting, I mean, they're, they're tr- very much inhumanely treated. And so they're, it's breaking their will, you know, their will to live. I've, we've already had, I say we because, you know, we're all Americans. We're all in this, you know, together in different levels. And there's already been, One gentleman that's committed suicide because of the environment, you know, and that's not fair for people that are supposedly innocent until in a system that's innocent until proven guilty. That's not how that should work, you know, in my opinion. And I think that's the opinion of many others.
1: Oh, absolutely. I agree. Um, I hate to be the bearer of bad news, but we're actually up to eight, eight suicides of January 6th defendants because of the overbearing force and weight of the federal government on their shoulders. And you're right. They're pushing people into plea deals. That's how they have over a 95% um, conviction rate is because they put so much force and pressure on these people, bankrupt them. They lose everything, get their kids taken away. I mean, you name it. And so they're just like, please make it stop. Yeah. I'll I'll plead guilty to whatever. Just, just make it stop. And um, you know, I'm going to do a shameless plug here, but there's an organization out there called American Patriot org. That's American Patriot relief.org. And it is a organization dedicated to helping J sixers and their families, the defendants, the inmates, etc. And it is completely transparent. Um, they, they publicize all their financials, etc. but, it has started because we had so many suicides with the January Six cases, and they have a hotline. So if any J6er is listening to this or a J6 family member, um, anybody that wants to help, et cetera, but there's a hotline. They're run completely by volunteers. They have J6ers that are in there as well as non-J6ers. And so if your case says that you can't speak to a J6er in the, in the phone tree, um, you can actually select a non-J6er to speak with. But it's somebody that you can can talk to. You can get some some hope and encouragement, some prayers, a, a shoulder to cry on. But they also can point you in the right direction to get involved or get help from other organizations out here dedicated to helping folks survive the situation that they're in. And the hotline for that is eight three three saved j six. That's eight three three s avedj and the number six. So eight three three save j six. It's the J6 hotline um, with AmericanPatriotRelief.org. And if you want to help them out, just go to the website. Um, they do amazing work. And I they have professional counselors, uh, you know, uh, suicide prevention counselors, I mean, you name it. They do a lot of great work. And um, if you also want to maybe get involved in helping to write letters to the inmates, defendants, and their families to give a little words of hope and encouragement to yourself directly to them. I recommend your audience go to Patriot mail project.com is a true blessing. Uh, the guys in prison specifically, they wait for those letters to come in and they come in by the hundreds for them sometimes. And then every now and then they just kind of stop the prisons will actually hold their mail. It's a big debacle, but it's a way that America can speak to them directly and to give them messages of your own and to hear directly from them. Plus a lot of them are pretty artistic, so they like to draw on the letters and you have a, a piece of history whenever they write back to you. Um, so those are a couple organizations that are out here that I've been promoting from day one um, to try to help alleviate the pain that the government is causing to just regular Americans. Um, i got to give a lot of credit to the guys that are locked up inside um, in D.C. back in the early summer of 2020. 20- 21 um, they started to sing the national anthem every single night from behind bars behind their steel doors isolated and alone but they would sing the star spangled banner every single night at 9 p.m eastern to kind of show a moment of unity with one another and you know one thing led to another somebody was able to get a recording of them singing out of the jail and it was truly beautiful i heard it In early July 2021 and being out on bond I'm a man of faith and I kept asking God what can I do to help and when I heard that recording God spoke to my heart and said this is it get involved and stand with them so I went out on my porch every night at 9 p.m. Eastern and I would sing the national anthem and I uh, did it every single day religiously my neighbor heard me and asked what I was doing and I kind of told her the situation and then a couple days later, as I'm out of my porch singing once again, I heard her come out with her young son and started singing with me. And that was truly moving. And so God spoke to my heart again. And he said, that's it right there. Push it out into the public. And so I pushed a campaign online called Sing for Freedom. And I asked America, I'm asking your audience to post a video of you singing the national anthem online with that hashtag of sing the number Four freedom thing for freedom in my opinion is the perfect protest we are showing love and unity with one another under the same banner of freedom showing love of nation even though it is this nation currently that is persecuting all of us but we understand like i said earlier that america is much greater than a single administration the brandon administration ain't got nothing on we the people because we're americans and it's going to stay that way so just post a video online of you singing the anthem. And we have a lot of creative people. So if you don't want to show a video, you can put, you know, take video of a flag and then put yourself singing over top of it. Um, make different video clips, whatever, but anywhere on social media, you know, there's not a central place that you can post these. Um, I do have a telegram room and a website and all that. If you want to share with me directly, that'd be wonderful. But if not, post it on Facebook, post it on Twitter and get her and and D-Live and and anywhere. Um, There's actually a guy in Japan who I've become great friends with that has a nightly podcast, and every night at 9 p.m. Eastern, he sings the American National Anthem. He's Japanese, doesn't speak a lick of English, but he learned the National Anthem in English just so that he could stand with us. And it's beautiful. And over the last two years, this campaign has grown nationwide and even in, in other countries as well, like I was just saying. But it's to the point where I'm getting hundreds of videos from Patriots every day that are singing it and posting it online and sharing it out and spreading it. The president himself, Donald Trump, was interrupted at two different rallies of his while he was speaking of the entire crowd of the stadium singing the national anthem at 9 p.m. And that was truly beautiful to see in the middle of the the big guy up on stage. They interrupt him what he's doing in a stadium of 20,000 people break out in the national anthem at the same time truly moving. And then he even addressed it and said everything that Sing for Freedom was all about. He explained what just happened to those in the crowd that maybe had no idea why the rest of them were all singing the anthem together. And uh, he ended up creating a song called Justice for All, which was number one on the Apple iTunes list for several weeks of the guys inside the jail singing the anthem intertwined with Donald Trump reciting the Pledge of Allegiance. So it's even grown to the point where the president himself cannot ignore what's going on. Ted Nugent, as well as other uh, music artists, do it during their concerts all the time. Um, Nugent does it like every one of his events. He dedicates a national anthem to our J6ers. And the reason I call it the perfect protest is because it shows Brandon and all of his cronies that we do not consent. We do not comply and that we stand with our January 6th inmates on the idea of due process. Fair justice, not asking anybody to look past the law. Somebody broke the law. They deserve to face true, blind, and fair justice. But it not only does that, but it brings in uh, the information to the forefront. It brings awareness to what these guys and these girls are suffering through. And my favorite part is that it shows the families that they are not alone in this fight, that a nation stands behind them and in true love and unity and patriotic fervor. And that's what this nation is based on is the idea that we all bleed red, white, and blue. We all stand under the same banner of freedom. And we all have the same God-given rights of freedom of speech to peaceably assemble, due process, fair justice. This is our civil rights movement. And this is what I've used for the last two years to push this forward and to bring awareness to what's going on, to bring our country back to her original glory.
0: Amen. I mean, that, that, um, yeah, that sounds wonderful. I, I really, I'm so glad that you included that, um, the link for American dot org and the hotline number. Again, guys, if y'all didn't catch that, it's eight three three saved J six, S A V E D J six, um, as well as the Patriot Mail dot com. Um, that with the letters is awesome. I, that's definitely one that I think I'm going to pick up and get some of, you know, some of the people in the community even to start helping to write some letters because it gets, I can't imagine what they're feeling and going through and especially with their, they are trying to break their will. And this justice system is flawed and broken. It's beautiful. I've heard that song um, that you're talking about, the justice for all. I actually, um, I actually bought it and downloaded it off of iTunes so that way I could have it because it is. It's beautiful to hear and the uniting of so many people. That's awesome that you've got somebody in Japan that learned it, you know? I mean, that's an, that's uniting people worldwide. People that have... The common goal of wanting to be free, to be able to to worship God and just to be free as individuals, you know, Um, and not be, you know, people in China or in I know he's in Japan, but people in China and other communist ran countries. Don't get the freedom that we're getting, and communism is really trying to take hold in America, and we've got to stand against it. We've got to pray for all of the political prisoners um, that are, you know, in the GULAG, that's that's going through, like, people like you. You know, you are you may not be in jail right now, but that's, like you said, you know, the time that you're facing. That's, that's the rest of your life for just exercising your right to your First Amendment the right to free speech, to worship and gather, you know, um, many people, Coy Griffin, he was just out there. He didn't go in, you know, and now he's had to, he's taken a deal and, and I don't want people to have to take plea deals, you know, in order to just be rid of this situation. You know, it's not fair, um, for that to go on at all. Um, You know,
1: you know, um, you mentioned China and, you're right, yeah. My, my friend Marimon, he is in Japan. Um, there's several patriots in Japan. If you look at my Twitter following, there's probably a quarter of them are Japanese. So I, needless to say, I use Google Translate quite a bit. <laughs> but um, you speak of China. When Hong Kong was protesting China, they wanted their independence. Their way of protesting was holding up the American flag. Think about that for a moment. They protested in asking for their own freedom by expressing the symbol of our freedom. We are the bastion of freedom in this world. And that's why it is so important that we win this fight, because every other nation comes to us to avoid oppression and tyranny. If we fall, if we give in to tyranny, we have nowhere to run. This is it. If America falls, the rest of the world will fall right after, right with us. And then... The following generations will never know what freedom truly is. The freedoms that we lose now, our grandchildren were never even know existed. And that is the importance of this. It isn't just January 6th. It is a communist takeover of our nation. They're trying to strip away the Constitution, and they are currently succeeding in stripping us of all of our God-given rights. Really, the only one that we truly have left is the second, and they're chipping away at that one piece at a time. So... It is extremely important that folks take the time to just speak up, talk to their neighbors, express what's going on, write a letter to your congressman, call the U.S. Marshal's office. I mean, you name it. And if anybody wants to get involved in this, and it doesn't take much, you don't have to be a millionaire. You don't have to run for Senate. You know, it it just takes the determination to say, I want to do something. Right. Edmund Burke is uh, has a famous quote. He says, the only thing evil needs to succeed is for good men to do nothing. So don't do nothing. Whatever your talent, whatever your passion, there are groups out there that can use that to help push the cause forward for true justice and, and freedom of speech to protect our nation's rights, due process. I mean, the list is long. And if anybody wants to know a way that they can get involved, um, I mentioned my website earlier. I just didn't say the name of it. It's sing4freedom.us. sing the number for that's the central hub of ways that folks can get involved in helping to restore our country. There is a tab in there where you can donate money. If you want to any of the J 6 ers it goes directly to them. It goes directly to their fundraiser. I don't handle anybody's funds whatsoever. I'm not a money guy. I just, Have a link signed there that you can click on and go directly to their give, send, go and give. I mean, even a dollar, it all adds up to help pay for their legal fees and to put money in their commissary, get them phone cards so they can talk to their families, et cetera, et cetera. Um, Some of them have them as family funds to help take care of their families while they're locked away, whatever. Uh, My give, send, go is on my website as well. Um, so if you want to donate to mine, it'd be deeply appreciated considering I have a wife and four kids to take care of. And I just hired a very expensive attorney that I'm going to have to pay back eventually. And then, um, but to get involved in actual groups, boots on the ground work, there's a get involved tab on my website. And it has a long list of vetted groups, groups that I've worked with personally, um, As a fellow J6er, I know the work that they do. I know the good that they do. All of their financials are completely transparent. Um, many of them don't even accept any funding. It's just, Hey, we have calls to action. There's ways that you can get involved. It's simple things like writing letters or making phone calls. Um, you know, printing out some pamphlets and spreading it around. I mean, you name it. There's other things, um, as well. I'm just, I can't remember off the top of my head. It's honestly such a long list. But yeah, on the Get Involved page of my website, sing4freedom.us, is all the groups that are out here in the front lines, as you might want to say it, trying to help bring justice back to this nation and to get rid of the bias within the judiciary and hold those accountable that are persecuting innocent Americans.
0: Great. Well, thank you for coming on with me. Um, That's about where we're at on time, but I do want to close in a prayer. Um, And I'll make sure to when this airs, which will be um, probably on Thursday night, I'll send you the link for that. Uh, But I do definitely appreciate all the information um, that you've given to the audience and for coming on and telling your story. We're going to definitely pray for you. Um, when you go to court on the fifteenth, um, would you like to close in the prayer, or would you like for me to lead? I always like to offer it for my guest if they want to, um, but I'm I'm okay with it. I don't want to put no pressure on you or nothing.
1: Oh, no pressure here, sweetheart. I'm an independent minister. I talk to Jesus nonstop. Him and I got a we, we got a, a a good relationship. You know, we we besties. So <laughs> how about that. How about I start it off and then you can you can finish it off? Um, oh,
0: that sounds good. We'll tag team it there.
1: Awesome. Now, before we do that, though, I do want to drop another shameless plug. Um, I have been interviewing guys involved in J6 for the last year and a half. Um, and it's I have a podcast on Spotify, iHeartRadio, Pandora, Google, Amazon, all the cool places where the kids listen to podcasts nowadays. It's called Freedom Unchained. Um, once I go to prison, which I most likely will, no matter how innocent I am, obviously the episodes will stop, but you can hear directly from the guys inside, hear directly from those that are suffering through this, uh, with that. So check me out on whatever your favorite platform is. It's freedom unchained. And, um, this episode that I actually just posted today, we debuted a rap song called chains off me written by Ron J spike. And, uh, he's a, a hot new. Patriot rapper, hottest thing out there on the block. He goes to the vigil outside the jail um, all the time and, and does music events to help raise money for the J6ers legal funds, et cetera. Um, but we just debuted a new song he actually wrote for me. Um, I did a cameo in it. So if anybody's interested, you can hear him in that uh, interview on my podcast and then go check out the song itself. And uh, But it's, it's called Chains Off Me uh, with Ron J. Spike. And my podcast is Freedom Unchained. So it's a very unique podcast because it's by a J6er talking to J6ers and they give their story directly from their mouths. But um, with that, I appreciate you having me on. And uh, if you folks could, just please bow with me for a moment in prayer. Most heavenly, gracious father, we thank you for this chance to come together and to glorify you in our actions and in our word, the standing for righteousness and standing for truth. Because Jesus Christ is the way, the truth, and the life, and truth is what you put into our hearts. Father, we thank you for the strength to go about this day, and we thank you for being our God. We thank you for being a prayer answering God as we stand before you in the face of our enemy, and you prepare a table for us. We stand for you and to glorify you and that others may see and gain inspiration and courage from our actions and our fidelity to you and your faithfulness father we thank you for going before us in this battle we thank you for being our rock our fortress and our deliverer and we thank you for the breath in our lungs that we can freely express the truth and glory in which you have graced us with because of your mercy through your son jesus christ
0: father thank you for the time that we've had together with tonight with joe and for all of the January Sixers that are political prisoners right now, the ones, their families, the children, and everybody that's been affected uh, by this weaponization of our Justice Department, Father, I pray for them. I pray that that all of their needs are met, that, that any thing that they have, that they just turn it over to you, Father, and that you bless them and meet those needs. Father, for all of the the information that we had tonight uh, about the the letter project and um, the scene for freedom and just everything that's going on, Father, thank you for the people that started those and for the ones that want to be involved and will be involved. Father, I pray that everything that goes on with that is done in love and just humbleness, Father, that you work through all of the people that are going to, um, be helping and stepping in with these people that, that are being, unrightfully accused of things that they haven't even had their, their day in court father. So I pray that they get their time, that they get a fair hearing that any, any deceit and evil that tries to come down on them, that that be, Bound that you no longer allow that to, to cause them any harm, inflict any damage on them, and that there will be stronger, um, now than it ever has been, that their faith is renewed in you, Father God, because we know through, through you, through Christ, all things are possible, that you stand with us. So anyone that tries to stand against us will always fall and crumble. Father, for, for the children of, of all of these people that, are missing family members and are are unsure, Father, I pray for their protection for their hearts, for their minds, for their eyes, and just not to have this leave lasting impression of negativity, but allow it to bring the families closer together, closer through you and your strength that you can do. Father, for for everyone that's here, that if they just have a need, I just pray that they ask you, that they turn to you, and that you grant that if that is your will, Father. Thank you for this space that we're able to discuss um, the important topics like this and and many others. Thank you for the blessing of of a voice uh, and for our constitution that is. Right now, under siege, Father, I pray for all of those that are fighting for it to, um, and for the Constitution, for them just to be renewed in their strength and their diligence that they have no harm come to them, that they're able to, to see through the eyes of, you know, where they, they see the deception and they know that none of that is going to be able to touch them as long as they stand firm with you and stand on the rock of their salvation that you will help them father you will push them through and you will guide them father thank you for the blood of the of jesus that that died for us for all of our sins forgive us for our sins forgive us for our transgressions against others And forgive us for any of our wrongdoings, Father. Please keep continuing to guide us in truth and in light. And let us be truth and light for others. In Christ Jesus' name I pray. Amen.
1: Amen.